0: Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure positive podcast where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex that you wish you got, and then some.
1: Hey, Clitorati, in season one, you know, we talked a lot about living a radiant life, really following your internal GPS to guide the way to your most pleasure filled existence. To be a fully expressed human takes incredible courage, perseverance, and a thick skin. In the case of our honored guest today, it takes thick scales, mermaid scales to be exact. This exceptional woman is a performance artist, longtime water conservationist, and a sub aquatic fantasy character come to life. The one and only Hannah
0: Mermaid. <laughs> All right. Yay. Let's get to know Hannah a little better. Real quick, just a couple questions for you. So, Hannah the Mermaid,
2: where are you from? Ah, it's a long question, actually. I was born in England, grew up in Los Angeles, then spent years in India in a meditation ashram, then moved to Australia, which I spent most of my life, and then came back to L.A. 10 years ago, in a nutshell. (laughs) Awesome. And then the next question we normally ask people is, what do you call your pussy? But
0: I really want to know, do mermaids even have pussies? (laughs) That is the deep
2: question.
0: (laughs) All right. And if you could have sex with any figure throughout history, who would it be?
2: Oh, gosh, I've never even thought about that. Um, Triton. Triton. <laughs> what? I think it'd be fantastic.
0: Okay, and what turns you on? Uh,
2: humor, intelligence, a good swimmer. Um,
0: <laughs> I know what you're all thinking. Um, and what's the most taboo thing to you?
2: Oh, I don't really have too many taboos. Um, being nasty. Oh yeah,
3: mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Nasty, nasty, excellent. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I feel like I know you so well, Hannah. <laughs> I want to
3: know what nasty means.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: So many little girls see. The, the movie, The Little Mermaid, and they want to be her and they sing all the songs. And you're one of the few humans on earth that has actually found a way to make that fantasy come to life. So
2: can you tell us what a day in the life of a professional mermaid is like? It's very varied. So sometimes I'm out on a boat and I'm getting up every day going in the ocean, pushing myself to the absolute physical limits, getting cold, you know, weighted to the bottom of the ocean with 50 pounds of weight, with viper eels wrapping themselves around my legs, you know, dancing with 12-foot manta rays at the bottom of the ocean and petting tiger sharks— And sometimes I'm just sitting at home, like, editing images on my computer for days on end. So it's like it comes in waves.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just say petting tiger sharks? She just, like, slipped that in so (laughs) casually.
2: (laughs) Yes. I would have to say that was my most brave slash crazy experience of my life so far is about four years ago, um, my underwater film partner, Sean Heinrichs, and I decided, you know, we've done all these amazing interactions with whale sharks who are docile and, and whales and manta rays and dolphins and all these animals that we want to protect and save but are actually pretty easy to sell to the public because they don't harm us in any way, shape or form. But one of the most horrific things that's happening is sharks are being killed by the millions every year. There's like a hundred million killed every single year. We're exterminating them on a wholesale level. So we thought, okay, how can we bring sharks into the awareness of people and get them to actually feel some kind of love for these beautiful animals? because we're not actually on the menu. They don't like the taste of humans. It's usually mistaken identity, desperation, or they just kind of take a chomp out of curiosity and spit us out. So there's a way that we can safely interact with these animals. So we decided, let's go and swim with tiger sharks. And I painted, had my body painted like a tiger shark. I weighted myself to the bottom of the ocean, 35 foot down with 12 pounds of weight in my boots with lead. And um, we invited the tiger sharks to come in and play with us. And the the beautiful moment that kind of encapsulated this whole video that we created, which was called Tigress, was when a tiger shark came straight up to me. I was able to put my hand on its snout and just kind of like gently give it a little love and then it went past me and i touched its fin on the way out and it was just magnificent because these animals would keep coming back to have actual physical interaction and that doesn't happen with any other animal that i've swum with in the ocean so how bizarre that this one you know so-called bloodthirsty man-eating animal is the one that wants to come and get tickled on the nose out of all these did did they think you were a tiger shark too I know they're pretty smart.
1: They
2: What
4: is what a small
1: tiger
2: shark? Okay. <laughs> She's <laughs> so <laughs> cute. <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, oh, dad.
2: Oh. so skinny we gotta give it some love really nice boots on where'd you get those sister that tiger shark is so stylish
3: we the size on that tiger shark
1: <laughs> um, we could go forever and there's so much to talk about um, so this is clit talk and what we want to know is um, you know just to put it on the table what's mermaid sex like Is
2: it different? I would say it's just like dolphins. And to give you an idea, uh, I was lucky enough to be in the middle of a 400-strong dolphin orgy in Hawaii last year. They were everywhere around me, and I could hear them just like... I clicking knew that was and
1: re- a reason they were my favorite animals. Yes. Lindsay is losing her mind. They're
2: they're very poly animals, they're very open. Um <laughs> and they just like to get down and have a lot of fun. So I I would say mermaids are kind of similar. I
1: mean, are is there any kind of fetishes with like mermen or like in this underwater world
2: like there's a lot of uh, interesting characters in the mermaid scene, I got to yeah. say. I did meet a mermaid who had a special tail crafted that had a pussy on it Ooh. that was meant to be functional. Okay. So there's definitely some people who are exploring that.
0: Wait, like a like a pussy within the costume or it was just like a hole to her pussy?
2: Both. It <gasps> looked... it was so like it a was, pussy. Oh. It was in like the costume No, no, almost, it was or- like Sil- molded silicon in like a mermaid pussy shape. Mm it was actually on the back I believe because to actually functionally be able to make that work with a partner I believe you would have to uh, access Is like that so. how dolphins do it? No, dolphins are on the front Okay. Mm. So, so let's just say that was anatomically incorrect Got
4: it, got it <laughs> <laughs> So it's like a furry but yes. an underwater furry wet furry
3: fetish yeah.
4: situation <laughs> Oh, wet furry <laughs>
3: <That's>, Wait, what's <laughs> a furry? I just recently got this fetish I'm so excited It's a new fetish of mine. Do tell. Tell us, sugar. Yeah, It's like well furry. is like you know. It's like feline play. You know. It's like um, you're it's for you're like you're like a kitty. I like saying like kitty. You dress up in furry costumes. I haven't done that and yet fuck? though. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. so. I did not know that. Yeah, I well, a kitty that friend. She's a kitty friend. Yeah, yeah she I recently even has teeth I and everything. Oh, so. I don't know if I'm not there yet. But <laughs> I'm exciting this exploration. So that's really cool. I mean, it's exciting to know that it goes beyond just land animals. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: it's
3: a whole new world <laughs> <laughs> Under the sea
2: <laughs> Maybe Darling it's better down where it's wetter Under the
0: sea <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean- <laughs>
3: Oh, the puns are too good here. Oh, so it's too easy.
4: I've been following your hundred and thousand plus uh, strong Instagram for a while, and it's really super incredible for any of you clitorati out there that haven't seen it. Definitely visit Hannah's Instagram account. It's incredible.
3: The photos are phenomenal. They're like mind blowing. They're so
2: beautiful. phenomenal.
4: phenomenal um so so yeah it's they are they're totally majestic they're beautiful they're otherworldly and you're under the water you have so many different looks different color hair all different kinds of makeup and just real talk how do you keep your wigs and makeup on underwater? (laughs) I can't even keep eyeliner on over the course of a date at dinner. So (laughs) can you just enlighten us,
2: please? Absolutely. And just going to plug it. These are all the amazing mermaid secrets that we're going to be offering in our upcoming retreat in Bali next month. So if you want extra, extra detailed how to be a mermaid, that's what's up. But I'll give you a couple good hints. So with the wigs, I sew wig clips all around the inside of the wig. So they literally like clip onto your hair. And then you put about a bajillion bobby pins and then a headband on top and then some more bobby pins. And then you feel like, you know, Jesus Christ, it's just a painful thing. (laughs) But it stays. Um, I learned that the hard way when I was performing at Atlantis in the Bahamas, and I forgot to put pins in, and I'm in a shark tank, swimming with sharks, with transparent windows going through, and all these people going, wow, look at the pretty mermaid, and my wig fell off. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) So learned that one the hard way. Yeah, and makeup, you know, there's. I've spent 17 years, I've been doing this. I have found really good underwater makeup, and I've learned to just don't touch the face at all. Even if water is coming out your nose and in your eyes, you don't wipe anything. You just come up and blink, like pretty, pretty. (laughs) Wow,
4: so I get that you're going to share in greater detail in Mermaid School, but could you give us one of your absolute favorite products that you just can't live without?
2: Absolutely. Um the 24-Hour Superstay lipstick from Maybelline is the only lipstick I've found that just stays on underwater. And if you're making out all night with someone. Ooh, yeah, wow. Awesome. <laughs> that is an excellent
3: tip. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> I
1: have a random question. You're talking about, like, swimming with sharks. Like, did you go to school or – is there Not any all? kind of like aquatic <laughs> training or do they learn this in your mermaid school, like how to swim with sharks? And
2: Yeah, so when I – I mean I started becoming a mermaid. I saw the film Splash when I was nine years old, lost my brain and her name was Daryl Hannah and I was like, and she's a vegetarian. This is fate and I made my first mermaid tale plastic orange tablecloth material, pillow stuffing in the end, totally not functional. But then I started making tails again 17 years ago. And at that stage, there was no one around to show me how to make tails, how to decorate them, how to use the right products, how to swim underwater successfully in a tail. It was all just like research development and a lot of mistakes. And As this movement has grown over the last 17 years to the point where there's mermaid conventions and schools all around the world, people are now training others how to do this in a safe and successful way. And, yeah, that's what I'll be doing in our retreat in Bali, which is called um, Remember Atlantis Retreat.
0: Was there, like, a moment where you woke up one day and you're like— I'm going to be a mermaid. How, how
2: did you get into this? How did you
0: How did you decide, I'm going to be a mermaid for the yeah. rest of my life?
2: Well, as I said, I was obsessed and made my first tale when I was nine. And that was more just like a fun thing as a kid. But I drew pictures of mermaids incessantly. Like, I was obsessed by these things and made a living out of fantasy art until I was like in my mid-20s to the 30s. And then I did an underwater shoot. I did some modeling, and um, I got chosen for the shoot against all these amazing, gorgeous, 6-foot, 16-year-old supermodels who I thought I wouldn't have a chance. And as soon as you get in the water with them, they look like dying blowfish, and I... (laughs) had this natural ability of long breath hold, composed underwater, like, dancer ability. And it came from a lot of, um, breath work, yoga, meditation, uh, training as a kid and dance and, um, gymnastics so I I sort of had all these things that set me up already to be able to do it and had a natural affinity for the water but it was the moment that I got those photos back and went oh my god this is what I've been drawing my entire life and I Mm -hmm. am my art and I don't have to sit there and draw something for 40 hours I can actually just go and make a photo I can be it. (laughs) Yeah. And you
1: are the original mermaid, right? I was the first
2: freelance professional mermaid in the world. Before I started doing that, there was only site-specific mermaids who were hired for, like, Weeki Wachee Springs or Mm -hmm. a mermaid film and things like that. So I was the first to say, I just want to do this full-time, 24-7. So if anyone wants to learn, they should learn from me. you have <laughs> right? a lot to share <laughs> and you're
4: saying that now there's mermaid conventions and schools all over the world
2: there are there's full on university school over in Thailand i believe they're popping up in germany um, there i'm going to a mermaids convention in belgium this year and also the mermaid megafest in michigan this year um yeah there's a lot Mercon, yeah, really. yeah, in the Great Lakes, <laughs> kind of chilly, but <laughs> <laughs> All the mermaids that live in the lakes
0: over there. Very we have freshwater mermaids. mermaids too. Oh, I yep. didn't know that. See,
2: yep.
4: I'm very illiterate when it comes to mermaids. How does that illiterate,
0: illiterate?
4: There you go. <laughs> How does that feel to have so many mermaids and mermen in your wake? I'm sorry, I just oh, can't stop with the snap. pun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. It's amazing. I mean, it's really fun because now I get to do this thing that I started by myself and I go to places where there's a mermaid convention there's hundreds of... We did a 500 strong mermaids on a pier in one place at one time for the Guinness Book of World Records last year and it was so fun. Everybody was just, you know, into it. So I, I like swimming with other people. I like now that there's mermaid conventions that I can go and share my skills at and, and give talks, so... That's absolutely yeah, it's,
4: incredible and now we're... And you don't have to be an environmental activist to know that we're dealing with plastic and fossil fuels and nuclear waste and all kinds of things being dumped in the and ocean, tragedy. which is the womb of the earth. Exactly. So for
2: our listeners out there. Um, both of our oceans and all the beautiful
4: creatures in there, the dolphins having orgies and <laughs> the mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> what what would you ask ask people
2: to do? Our number one issue in the ocean at the moment is probably the plastic. So it's reducing, reusing, recycling all of the plastic. It's just obscene how much is in there, miles upon miles upon thousands of miles, and then just breaks down into microplastic. And just for your own safety, I would honestly recommend that we don't eat seafood anymore. It's got to that level where it's that dangerous. Apart from the mercury, heavy metals, and lead poisoning, now pretty much all animals in the ocean have some level of plastic content. Um, And then... Just on a large scale, I would say being vegetarian vegan is making a massive difference to just our entire ecosystem, especially cutting out the fish we've eaten ninety percent of the large fish in the ocean in the last twenty years say 90 percent
1: how How in the last twenty years was there some kind of like Bad or something just that contributed to that? Huge
2: trawlers and and nets, just entire pulling huge amounts of animals out of the ocean in, incessantly, more than ever. Yeah, it used to be
4: that fish was kind of a special thing to eat, and you got to eat it when you were living along the coast, mm-hmm. and it was local. And then if you were getting it flown in, it was a special thing and it was expensive. And now there's sushi restaurants everywhere in the middle of the country in Texas you know what I mean it's like you you know it's fish yeah. so available and so inexpensive mm-hmm. now um, and also Greenpeace is doing I know that you've worked with Greenpeace mm-hmm. and they're doing an incredible plastics campaign right they really now.
2: are yeah. yeah Greenpeace are great I campaigned with them to end Chicken of the Sea because they were Uh, doing a lot of really bycatch of dolphins, getting stuck in nets and things like that. So that's another thing to be aware of, that when you eat seafood, you have to make sure that it's dolphin safe. And um, also Sea Shepherd, I absolutely love that organization as well, because they really get out on the hard lines. And I just heard that Iceland is doing another 200 kills of whales this year, and many of them are pregnant. And it's just like, this stuff hurts my heart so much. That I just, I want to awaken everybody to how beautiful and precious these animals are. They really are intelligent, sentient beings. And it trips me out that people think, oh, like, let's go to outer space. We might find some minute little life form and we'll get all excited about it. We live on this planet with the most epic, amazing alien life forms and we're just killing them. So we don't deserve to go out there and find anything else until we can get it right here. Mm. Um, Something that we've talked about is becoming
1: embodied Mm. and once you allow yourself and it takes courage to to really do that to be seen being embodied and I really do think that that's living a life like you've lived. You had a nine-year-old dream of being a mermaid and you've literally started a whole movement of people to be self-expressed in this way.
2: Yeah, I've had a few people who write to me and say, I really want to do what you do, but don't you get embarrassed when everybody's looking at you and you're being a mermaid and they think you're weird. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I've never actually had that because I've been so committed to what my passion is and thinking that that is the most beautiful thing I could possibly be. And so I just want to be it. And so I'm not thinking from looking on the outside I'm expressing from the inside out and giving my love so just turn that energy around stop thinking about what's coming to you and start thinking about what can you give and be fully committed to it because the more you're committed to it, everybody else around you is going to be like, oh yeah, that, that's cool I see that
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. No one, can make fun of, no one can make fun of you for truly owning something
2: exactly
3: if I can just be totally honest here When I when we connected about having you on the show and I was like, we're gonna have a real life fucking mermaid in the studio. It's amazing to me about that is that you just turned your childhood fantasy into, you know, a thriving career. And no shit, like two days later, I'm at a play party and there's like kitty stuff happening. And I saw so like Oh my gosh! And I was like, "Oh, it's okay to be another creature." Yeah. So, like, it was two days after we booked you on the show, and so now I'm in creation of having a whole like kitty dungeon play party at my house, Yay. workshop, and no, I'm like, yeah. Now maybe we'll go into you know water animals when you're back from Bali, but <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to show that because that was so powerful as a, how that manifested in my life, mm. being like, it's okay, like let your yeah, inner yeah. child decide what who like what your ultimate fantasies are and non-stop trying to let the adult figure it yeah, out
2: why did we stop ever playing as kids we have the most epic imaginations and we can do anything as a child and then all of a sudden at some point we think oh we can't play anymore we can't be whatever we want to be and we've got to like fit into this little box I say no I say more play yeah <laughs> well you have certainly inspired
4: us and all of our listeners to to be who we really are fully self-expressed
2: absolute
1: pleasure so before you go can can you tell us where our listeners can find you
2: yeah uh, hannahmurmaid. com is my website and then for all the most up-to-date uh, information on my retreat coming up in Bali at the end of March is on my Facebook page and you can look me up either Hannah mermaid or Hannah Fraser and then Instagram's got all the most up- to- date photos and and uh, videos and so forth so pretty easy to find and if we do your um, course in
0: Bali will we get to be a part of a dolphin orgy as well
2: yeah. <laughs> I will put the order in as right it. now Because if that's happening count me in <laughs> We are going to go out on a pirate boat with and swim with manta rays with the underwater filmer Sean Heinrichs, who's one of the best in the world. We're going to have mermaid tails available for you to play with. We're going to dive and snorkel and do a photo shoot at one of the best shipwrecks in the world, Talamban Shipwreck. We're going to do yoga, meditation, beach relaxation, pool and ocean training, And three healthy gourmet meals a day, vegan. Yeah, that that does sound like (laughs) so
0: much fun. Actually,
2: yeah. 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 Katie and
4: I were talking about it and just saying, yeah, if Clit Talk were all gonna take a retreat vacation together, we would be going to Mermaid
0: School for sure. (laughs) I mean, the
1: most epic pictures ever of all of us and mermaid stuff.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering if for our listeners,
4: you would be open to leading them in a meditation to get in touch with their own their own personal fantasies and the possibility of manifesting
2: those in the world sure let's do it okay everybody take a breath in and a breath out connecting to your breath and realizing what an incredible gift it is just to be able to breathe to breathe fresh air that sustains us And as that air enters your body, it trickles down and wakes up every little cell and enlivens you. And then think about the space in between every cell. We are mostly space, even though we feel dense. So I want you to connect to how light you can be. And as a child, I had many dreams of flying and this weightless, dancing, flying place is my happy place that I go to on the inside. And I've found a way to express that fantasy into reality by being underwater. And I just want you to feel into what that's like. If you can hold that amazing breath within you that sustains you for minutes on end and then go underwater where you are weightless, light, You can move in three dimensions every which way, up, down, and all around, twisting and turning in lightness. And with that feeling, I want you to know that you are capable of absolutely anything you put your mind to. When you wake up and you feel that little twinkle of excitement about something that you're going to do that day, give that. Extra energy and extra love and extra time, that passion that keeps you going, just put a little bit more love into it, write things about it, talk about it, showcase it, tell other people, and as you feed it, it's like a garden, it will grow. The more you say that you're going to be something and do something and embody it wholeheartedly, everyone else gets on board, and eventually you are that person. Breathe in again. Breathe out. And the other part of that magical equation is to release any of the things that are holding you back from being your absolute fantastic superhero self. So I believe that love is what is present when everything else is stripped away, when Your insecurities, when your doubts, when your fears, when your stories all just melt away, what's left is love, and love is capable of absolutely anything. It exists as a shining, bright, sparkling experience that you can share with yourself, with anyone, the entire world. And in that place, you are powerful. So take another deep breath in. And with that last breath out, release those stories, those insecurities, those fears. You don't need them. You are so much more. You are a superhero. Thank you.
0: All right, so All right, thank so you so you much. So much. This, is this is definitely the first time we've ever had a mermaid in the studio. <laughs> Hopefully, not, Hopefully the not the last. It was such a pleasure to spend some time with you, and just really thank you from the bottom of our pussies for being
2: here with us today. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> such a pleasure to hang out with you goddesses. Yes. Thank you. All right. All right. Pussy. Pussy. Pussy.
1: Pussy. Pussy. Pussy.
0: Pussy! Under the...
2: Let's pussy. Alright, here we go.